We're so glad that you've tuned in to our Rolling Hills Community Church Sermon Podcast. I'm Jacob Scrimpture, and I'm the Discipleship Pastor here at Rolling Hills. We're continuing in our series, Advance, and today our focus is relational health. Relationships are a big part of our everyday lives, so how can we have healthy relationships starting today? Ephesians 4 has a lot to teach us about relationships, choosing our words wisely, and living like Jesus. So let's jump right in to the passage together. Thanks for being here. Good morning, Rolling Hills Church family. It's so good to be together today. I'm so glad that you're here, and welcome to all of our campuses. So welcome to our Nolensville campus. So excited to see the construction happening. It's all going to be incredible, and just so thankful for what God's doing in Nolensville. And welcome to our Nashville campus. So excited to see everything that's happening, all the new people coming, ministry that's happening. And welcome to our Columbia campus. And man, we are a semester in and starting a new semester. And just so excited to reach Columbia. And welcome to everybody here at our Franklin campus. So thankful for you guys and everything that God is doing in and through his church. And welcome to everybody online. So wherever you're joining in from, we are so glad that you're here. You know, it has been a crazy week, right? But I hope and pray you've had some fun. We've been sledding with our kids and building snowmen and having a great time. And I've been seeing pics on Instagram. And so I hope you've had fun uh, this week with all the snow. But also, welcome to 2022. So we're in a new year. I'm excited about this new year. and so excited about what God's going to do. And I'm really praying this is our best year yet, that we grow and that we learn and we become all that God created us to be this year. Now, I love New Year's because I, I love to do New Year's resolutions. I'm just kind of one of those guys, you know, and I always tell my kids, I'm like, all right, guys, we're going to do our New Year's resolutions. They're like, Dad, you know, I get that eye roll, right, you know, big eye roll. They're like, Dad. But then we sit down and we kind of get into our New Year's resolutions and we start talking about these goals. Uh, I was looking online and I found some uh, kind of funny New Year's resolutions. Uh, somebody said their New Year's resolution for this year was to exercise, exercise their right to Taco Tuesday. And so they were going to eat a taco every Tuesday in 2022. Another person said, order every drink on the Starbucks menu. That's, that's a good goal for you for 2022. Another one said to live my best life and only buy pants with no buttons or zippers. I guess they're going all sweatpants, 2022, right? That's like it. They're in, right? Another one said to relearn social cues after nearly two years of being stuck at home. Probably a pretty important one right there. And then somebody else said to stop Googling symptoms. <laughs> you know, so we've all been there, haven't we? Man, we just Google, like, what do I have, right? So whatever it is for you, but I want to tell you this. We can make some New Year's resolutions on things that matter. We can make some New Year's resolutions and say, hey, I want to learn. I want to grow. I want to become all that God created me to be. And, and I love that about our God. Our God is making all things new. And so when we stop and we kind of evaluate where we are in life, and then we say, hey, I want to go forward. I want to advance. And that's my hope and my prayer for all of us. And that's why we call this series Advance. We're talking about how do we advance in these areas that really matter, right? How do we advance physically, you know? 
How do we get stronger? How do we become healthier in our lives? How do we advance? We're gonna look at that today, relationally. How do we do that this year? How do we have a strong relationship with God and with other people? And then next week, we're gonna talk about emotional health. And then we'll talk about financial health. And we'll talk about mental health, which is gonna be big. And so I just encourage you, man, make it a priority. Say, I wanna grow this year. And for us to do that, it takes discipline. It takes intentionality. It takes purpose. Living our lives on purpose, not just haphazardly trying to kind of go through life and let everything kind of come at us, but being intentional about how we're gonna grow. Now, last week, Pastor Jason uh, here and then also Pastor T at Columbia started talking about physical health. How do we stay healthy this year? And, and our bodies are a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in us. It's important. Our health is important to God. Taking care of our bodies, you know, exercising, right, those things, right? We don't let that become our God. We let him be our God, but we stay healthy. And today we want to talk about relational health. Relational health. How do we have healthy relationships in this coming year? Because, man, that is so important for all, all of us. So I'm so glad you're here. You're joining in. Hey, if you have a Bible with you, I want to invite you up with me to the book of Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4. Now, if you have a Bible, right, New Testament, kind of midway through the New Testament, if you're online, you want to go to the Rolling Hills app, you can pick up the scriptures there. Uh, but I want you to see this today because it's so good. So Ephesians, you know, you got Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. We had such incredible Christmas services at all of our campuses. So we looked at Matthew and Luke at the birth narrative and Jesus being born as ministry. Then you got Acts, the early church. You got Romans, this great deep theology and doctrine. And then you get these letters to these churches, right? First, Second Corinthians, Galatians, and now we come to Ephesians so this is a letter that the Apostle Paul wrote to the church in Ephesus. Okay, so it's to the church. So if you're a believer, you're a disciple, this is for us. This is for you. And he says in verse 29, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. That would be a pretty awesome resolution for 22, wouldn't it? Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your Mouth, but only what is helpful for building others up. Now, in our lives, man, we have to understand that our words carry weight. And in our relationships, what we say to one another matters. It matters. You know, growing up, you heard that saying, right? Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. That's the biggest lie that was ever written in the history of the world. I mean, really, biggest lie ever, right? Because you can get hit with a stick or a stone, you got a bruise, it goes away, it's fine. But wow, words, they stay with us. And they stay with us for years. Years we carry those wounds. Years we carry those wounds of what maybe a father or a mother said to us or, or a coach or a teacher. And it holds on and it stays with us. And sometimes maybe they didn't even mean it the way it sounded. Maybe they just said it flippantly. But what we have to understand is now it's us. What we have to understand is now it's our words that we're saying to the people around us. It's our words that carry weight or what we post on social media. What we post and we say about other people or other things, and it's really easy today to be a critic. I mean, there's so many critics out there. It's just like, oh, I just gotta criticize everything. But, but what if we did live this, right? I wanna build others up. I'm not worried about people getting ahead of me. I, I'm not that competitive or that petty. I, I just want people to succeed. I want people to thrive. I want people to be their best. I want to share words that are going to be healthy. I want to build others up according to their needs. 
that may benefit those who listen. Then he says, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. So he's like, you've got these relationships that are out on the horizontal, but you've got this relationship with God. And when you become a Christ follower, God places his Holy Spirit in you. And he's like, don't grieve the Holy Spirit. Who's in you? You are sealed. You have eternity. But you live your life in such a way to please God. What if we lived for an audience one? What if we said this year, you know what? My life is going to be lived for the glory of God. I'm not going to worry about what other people say. I'm not going to get caught up in all that. I'm not just going to let that define me. I'm going to let God define me. I'm going to live for him. I'm not going to be perfect. I'm going to make some mistakes. Yes, I know that. I understand that. But man, I want to live my life for him. And then he says, verse 31, get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Now, what did you want to notice about these? These sins are all community destroyers. They're all relationship destroyers, right? Bitterness. Man, you know, when you carry that bitterness, oh man, maybe you're bitter against, you know, something somebody did, you know, five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago. Maybe they don't even remember it, but, but that bitterness stays with you. And you're just like, oh man, I see that person or I think about that person or it pops up, I just, oh, that bitterness. He's like, get rid of that. Get rid of that. Get rid of that rage and that anger. You know, why do we have that rage and that anger? Why does that build up inside of us? It's like, just get rid of that brawling and slander when you put other people down. It, like, don't do that, right? Get rid of that in all forms of malice. What if we said, hey, I'm not bringing that into 2022. Uh, bitterness, it's staying back there. I may be bitter against an ex. I may be bitter against a parent. I may be bitter against a teacher. I, I don't know, but I'm not bringing that with me into the new year. I'm going into this new year different, right? I'm getting rid of all of that stuff. And here's what I am bringing with me. Verse 32, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as in Christ God forgave you. I want to be kind. I want to be compassionate. I want to, I want to love people. I want to care about people. I want to see the needs around me. And he says to do that. Why? Just like God forgave you. And when we think about it in our own lives, we think about our sin, we think about the things that we've done, we think about the mistakes that we've made, but then we realize the grace that we've received, the hope that we've received. And then we begin to, to give that out. We become distributors of that grace. We become distributors of that mercy and that forgiveness. Hey, we wanna get rid of those things that are bad in our lives. We wanna put on the things that are good in our lives. And he says, follow God's example. Therefore, as dearly loved children, and walk in the way of love, Walk in the way of love. Follow God's example. Look what God does. Look at the way God lives. Look at the way God loves. Follow that example and live in the way of love. Just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and a sacrifice to God. He's like, think about what Jesus has done for you. Think about that Jesus went to a cross for you. Think about that Jesus died for you. Sacrificed himself. And what if we were people like that? What if we were people just say, man, I'm just gonna radically love this year. I'm gonna love the people that God put in my life. I'm gonna love God. I'm gonna love the people with whom I'm close to, the people I don't even know, the people who believe the same way as I do, the people who don't believe the same way as I do, but I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna love. That's gonna be my goal for this year. That's how I'm gonna grow relationally. Hey, if you're taking notes today, here's some things I'd love for you to write down. If you've got a worship guide at one of our campuses or 
here at Franklin, uh, I'd love for you just to take some notes. And man, this just helps you remember. You know, when you write something down and you just kind of remember, it's that whole phrase. And if you're online, you go to the Rolling Hills app, there's some blanks to fill in on the Rolling Hills app. But man, this is so important for us this year. I'm telling you, this is a big deal for us. All right, look at this. Number one, we were created for relationships. Guys, we were created for relationships. Look, in the beginning, right, Genesis chapter one, then God said, let us make man in our image. Notice that, let us. You're thinking, let us, right? Who else is around at this time? It's God, but what he's doing is the triune God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, three in one. God's in relationship. God's in relationship, so God created you and I to be in relationship. We were made in his image. We were created that way. Look, life is all about relationships. So if you ever wanna know, you're like, why am I here? Why did God create me? What is my purpose in life? You were created for a relationship with God. I just tell you flat out, you were created for a relationship with God. That's why there's a hole in every heart, right? That can only be filled by God. And we try to fill it with everything else. We try to fill it with money. We try to fill it with success. We try to fill it with the praise of men. Oh man, look at me, look at me. But, but man, nothing, it just all falls short until we fall in love with God. And then we realize, hey, wait a minute. This is where fulfillment comes. This is where joy comes. This is where peace comes. Why? Because we were created for relationship with God. Look at this. Our most important relationship is our relationship with God. And if you get anything else in 2022, get that. Get that. Your most important relationship, the way that you will grow, the way that you will have peace, the way that you will have purpose is when you get that relationship right. It doesn't mean that you're perfect. It doesn't mean you got it all figured out. It just means like, I'm gonna prioritize the Lord. I'm gonna put God first. I'm gonna follow him. And then look, God also made us to be in relationship with others. He made us to be in relationship with others. And we can pull back, you know, we can go, yeah, I don't know, you know, like I, but man, when we get involved and we get engaged, remember when God was creating there in Genesis and God's creating all this, he's creating the heavens and the earth, he's creating the land, he's creating the vegetation, he's creating the animals, he creates all these things. And every time he says, it is good, it is good, it is good, it is good. But there's one time when he says it's not good. The Lord God said it's not good for man to be alone. He created Adam. And he's like, Adam, this is great. You got this whole garden. Things are perfect. This is wonderful, right? And then he looks, he says, it's not good for man to be alone. It's not good for man to be alone. You know, 2020 and 2021 really took a toll on everybody. And I was reading an article yesterday in USA Today that talked about mental health, right? It's at the lowest it's, it's been really throughout history and people are seeing it as a pandemic in the United States and everybody's recognizing it. Everybody's seeing people struggling with hopelessness, with fear, with worry, depression. And you're just thinking, yeah, I mean, what happened, right? We got isolated, we got quarantined, we, we were away from people. And in that time, man, the mental health started to weigh on us. Because why? Because we were created for a relationship with God, we were created for a relationship with the others. And it's easy to pull back sometimes. It's easy to sit at home and go, yeah, what's on Netflix today? You know, like, I'm just gonna kind of live my life here and, and I'm gonna be away from people. But man, God created us to engage. God created us to be real and to be open, to share our hurts, to share our pains, to share our worries, to share our concerns. And when we do that, we start to get healthy. 
We start to get healthy because we were created for relationships. All right, look at this. Your relationship with God should be first in your life. You really should. We put a lot of other things first in our lives, right? We put a lot of things first in our lives. But man, what if we put our relationship with God? This is the Shema, Deuteronomy 6, 4, and 5. The most important commandment in the entire Old Testament, right? Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. So we pray to God. It's not polytheistic. You know, we are monotheistic. He is God. He is God alone. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. The most important, love God. Learn to grow in that relationship with him. Learn to trust him. Hey, a relationship with God only comes through Jesus. And I think this is so important for us to know. Now, back in the Old Testament, right, you can be born into the Jews. You can be Jewish, right? You can be a God-fearing Gentile. God was at work. But now the New Testament, God sends his son, Jesus. And Jesus has come for all men and women, Jew, Greek, slave, free. We are all one in Christ Jesus. Praise be to God. God made a way for us to have a relationship with him through his son, through his son. Now, there comes a time when you commit your life to Jesus. And this is so important, you guys. It is great that you're here at church, and I'm so thankful, and I'm so glad. But but being in church doesn't save you, right? Maybe you're born in a great family, right? Great, that's wonderful. But there comes a time for you, personal. Am I gonna make a commitment to follow Christ? Am I gonna ask God to come into my heart my life, forgive my sins, redeem me and restore me? There is a sovereign God who is drawing me to him. There is a reason you're here today. God brought you here to hear from him. But it all centers around Jesus. Jesus paid the price Jesus took your place. And for us to have that relationship with God goes through Jesus. And so you and I grow in our relationship with God. It's growing in our relationship with Jesus. It's, it's knowing him. It's praying to him. It's developing that relationship with him. It's finding that grace and that mercy and that forgiveness every day. Not just one time, but man, every day I'm committing my life. I want to die to myself and I want to live for Christ. Wow. All right, look. If you begin to see this, right, you commit your life to Jesus, but then we'll go to the next slide. We're going to turn it, and it'll turn, maybe. (laughs) Well, if it did, it would say this. It is not about what you do, but about what he's done. It's not about what you do. And I think that's where we get caught up a lot, right? It becomes about what we do. Like we try to earn God's favor, but it's not about what we do. It's about what he's done. That's about what he's done. If you go back in the Old Testament, you know, you you see this guy, Abram, and you can go back to Genesis 15, and I mean, it's powerful, and you start to read that that God called Abram. He said, leave your country, your people, and go to a land I'll show you, and Abram did. Abram went on this journey. Abram trusted God. His name's later changed to Abraham, right? And he believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness, so he's trusting God. He's following God, but God made a covenant commitment to Abram. And in Genesis 15, there's this powerful scene that takes place. God says, hey, let's make a contract together. And back then, the way they made contracts was they would take animals. They would take a few animals and they would cut them in two and put them on each side. And then the two parties would walk through there, repeat the covenant, the contract, as they walked through. And basically what they were saying was, if we mess up, if we don't do this, if we don't fulfill this commitment, may this happen to us. Pretty strong pretty crazy, you know, but that was back then. It's different today. But listen, what they were saying was there's a covenant. 
There's a commitment. There's a contract. A covenant means a promise, a promise. Well, what we see in Genesis 15 is God entered into that covenant with man, with Abram. But what God did was Abram fell into a deep sleep. And so God himself, as smoke and fire, walks through that covenant. God himself, Abram never did. God himself said, I'm gonna love you with an everlasting love. I'm gonna bless you. I'm gonna bless your family. I'm gonna bless your descendants. That's what God does for us through Jesus. Jesus paid the price. Jesus paid it all. And if you and I grow deeper in our love for God, it's not about what we do. It's about what he's done. And we learn to love. We learn to accept. We learn to be restored and redeemed. We learn to live forgiven and not heaped on with grace and with shame, right? You know, all these things, that the worry. We live in the grace and not the shame. We live in the joy and not the fear. We live with the purpose and the peace of God because of Jesus. That's the relationship right there. But look at this. It is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, not by works that no man should boast. So we don't earn it. We receive it. And then when we receive it, we live in it. We live in it. We don't keep going back and going, man, I got to earn that again. I got to earn that again. No, I'm redeemed. I'm restored. I'm made whole. I'm made new. I can live in the faith and the joy and the goodness and the grace of God. Now, look at this one. Your relationship with God impacts your relationship with others. Your relationship with God impacts your relationship with others. What God has done for you means that it should impact the way you live. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ, God forgave you. That's the call for us. As Christians, we're called to be different in our relationship with others. We're called to be different. You, you know, if we live the same as everybody else, then people kind of go, well, what difference does Christ really make in their life? I mean, if they're a Christian and they respond the same way when they're upset or when they're angry or when their boss says this or when their kids say this, where's the difference? And as Christ followers, right? Again, we're not perfect, but man, we're called to be different. We're called to respond to people differently. We're called to offer grace even when somebody says something to us that we like don't agree with, right? And all of a sudden, then we can respond in grace because our worth is secure in the Lord. Our hope is secure in the Lord. We're called to be different. See, we're called to be kind and to forgive. That word forgiveness, that's a big word, isn't it? But we forgive just as in Christ, God forgave us. Is there somebody you need to forgive? You know, for a lot of people, man, they, they still live with these wounds from years ago. I know somebody who's still living and still frustrated and still mad at their dad, and their dad is long past, and yet they can't move forward because they won't forgive. And we've talked and we've prayed, but yet their heart is hard. And I just wonder in our lives, if we look at 2022 and we know what is to come and we just say, you know what? I, I don't want to bring that in. I don't want to keep going in this direction. God, I give it to you. God, I give these hurts. I give these wounds. God, I want to forgive. I, I can't go back and chase the past. But I can live forgiven. I can live redeemed. I can live restored. You know, hurt people hurt people. 
It's what happens. And there's people that are gonna say things to us. There's people that are gonna do things to us. And we decide how we're gonna respond. And am I gonna respond like Christ would respond? <laughs> or am I gonna respond like the world would respond? And those are the decisions we have to make as Christ followers. How am I gonna respond? Am I gonna be kind to forgive? See, we're called to live a life of love. We're called to live a life of love. And that means we're called to be different. Love <laughs> covers a multitude of sins. Love is the distinguishing characteristic of a Christ follower. And as you look at your life, you look at my life, man, can I grow in love this year? Will I grow in love this year? Jesus was asked one time, what's the most important commandment, right? How do you respond? He took the Shema, that Deuteronomy verse, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. But you know what Jesus did? He added to it. He said, hey, the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commands. Everything comes down to this. The 613 laws in the Old Testament come down to this. Love God, right? But also love others. Love others. And so as you think about your life, man, am I loving others? Am I loving them? You know, these last two years have been tough. I mean, for everybody. I've talked to a lot of my friends who are pastors and pastors who've been pastors for 40 years and they said, man, 2020, 2021 were the hardest years they've ever been as a pastor. It's been tough. There's been so much, you know, animosity. There's been so much anger. There's been so much in the world. It's, it's, it's been hard. Everybody's got an opinion on COVID. Everybody's got an opinion about the politics. Everybody's got an opinion on everything. And it, it's been hard to navigate it's been hard on everybody, right? It's been hard on teachers. It's been hard on elected officials. It's been hard on parents. It's, it's hard. And what I've been thinking about just even last year in 2020 and 2021, these last two years, is how important my time with the Lord has been. And I think in those last two years, it's been so important just to wake up in the mornings and go, you know what? I've got to have time with God. I've got to be able to read and be grounded because if not, I just get caught up in it all. I get caught up in what social media says. I get caught up in what everybody's opinion is. I get caught up in everything else. And, it, and then it weighs on you and you feel it. And that's why mental health is waning so much. And you just walk around and, and yet when you start to get into the word, you go, okay, wait a minute. God, this is hard. It's difficult. But, but God, you're bigger than all this. And God, you've got a plan or a purpose in all this. And God, you know what? In the middle of our pain, in the middle of our hurt, God, you are present. And so, Lord Jesus, let me be grounded in you so that I then can turn. And because I know people are hurting, I know people need help, and I know people need hope. So, God, here I am, use me. Even in the midst of all the things that I'm going through and my family's going through, all this stuff, God, somehow, God, I want to love you and I want to love others. So, God, use me. And then look at this. Advance in your relationship with God and with others this year. Advance. You know what? Follow God's example, therefore, as dearly loved children, and walk in the way of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us. Hey, notice this. As Christians, we're called to live a life of sacrificial love. I, I think this is the difference here. It's one thing to talk about it. It's another thing to do it. Right? Don't just be hearers of the word, be doers of the word. If you want to know right, what you really love, look at where your commitment goes. 
Look at where your time goes. Look at where your money goes. Look at where your energy goes. There's people that go, man, I really love the Titans, right? It's great. And you go, wow, okay, man, yeah. I mean, you're, you're like, you know, you got the jersey, you're going to all the games, right? You're traveling to Rogan. You do, you're right, you know, because you see that commitment. What do people see when they look at us? What do they go, man, man, you really love God. Wow, I mean, like you go to church, right? You read the Bible, you're in a community group, you're, you're serving. I mean, there's something about you that, that fruited your life. You love your family. You love the people around you. You love them sacrificially. See, we're called to love just as Christ loved us and gave himself as a fragrant offering, a sacrifice to God. Advancing your relationship with God by following him. Would you make it a priority this year to say, hey, if I don't get anything else done during the day, I'm gonna take some time to pray. I'm gonna take some time to read God's word. Even if it's a chapter a day, I, I just wanna start making that the priority, making my focus, my time, my energy, my attention going to God. I wanna follow you, God, because I don't know what this year holds, but I know who holds this year. And I'm gonna trust you. I'm gonna trust you. Hey, advance your relationship with others by investing in them. You know, as you think about this year, I just wanna encourage you, grow in your marriage. Prioritize your spouse. If you're married, schedule date nights. You know, what happens is you just get so busy and you stop doing it and then you drift apart and you drift away. You've got to schedule it. If you're a parent here, I wanna tell you, it goes fast. Schedule time with your kids. I've got a daughter this year who's a senior. She's getting ready to graduate. I can't believe it. I am already tearing up about it. You know, it's like, what happened? How did it go from me holding this little baby to her getting ready to graduate? You've got to take advantage of those moments, those times. Schedule time with them. Talk with them, pray with them. I know life's busy. I know you get tired for coming home from work and it's easy to just flip the TV on, but man, 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 man. What if we were to prioritize those things? What if you were to look around your neighborhood? What if you were to learn around your apartment complex? What if you were to say at your school with your classmates, hey, I wanna prioritize love. I wanna love people sacrificially. Maybe you've lived in the same house for 10 years, you don't even know your neighbors. <laughs> what if you were to say, oh, I'm just gonna reach out. I'm just gonna reach out. This year, I'm gonna prioritize those things. Hey, there was one time Jesus was teaching. He was teaching in a house in Capernaum. And he's there and he's teaching and the place is packed. And all of a sudden, debris starts falling down from the roof. And I mean, people are scattering, right? You know, there's Jesus like just calm, looking up, you know, like what's happening right here. And all of a sudden, this body is being let down. These four friends bring their paralyzed friend to Jesus because they know Jesus can heal him. And so they're lowering him down in front of Jesus. And everybody's going, what is happening, you know? But I love this in Mark 2. It says, when Jesus saw their faith, look at this, when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralyzed man, son, your sins are forgiven. When he saw their faith, what if God saw our faith? What if God saw our faith as a church? Our faith for the people in Franklin. Our faith for people in Knowlesville. Our faith for people in Columbia. Our faith for people in Nashville. What if God saw us bringing people to Jesus and watching lives being changed and restored and healed? What if God brings revival this year? Because people passionately say, I'm gonna pursue the Lord and I'm gonna love others. 
God, I want to live my life for your name and for your glory. I know I'm going to mess up. I know I'm going to make mistakes. But God, use me. Use me. You know, I receive a lot of emails, and, and I'm so thankful, and I, and I love it. And I received an email from a lady who talked about her and her husband. They've been at church about four years and have two sons. And, and she said, in June, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. What a scary shocker and disappointment. And it definitely wasn't in my plans, but, but God's plans are bigger and better. And through this journey, I've seen Jesus even more step into my difficulties through the ladies I knew at Rolling Hills and new friendships I've made in this cancer journey. She talked about the, the first person that she saw at the imaging center was a lady who she was in a women's Bible study with here two years ago. She said, I, you know, I signed up for this women's Bible study and, the, and I didn't know who I was gonna be and I'm in this women's Bible study and, the, and there, here I am two years later, I'm at the imaging center and she's the imaging tech. And she's the one who talks to me about cancer. What a peace and a grateful heart I have knowing that Jesus already knew my situation and planned it out so perfectly. Following the diagnosis, others began popping up, like my sweet friends from different Bible studies here at church who, who took me to my appointments, who, who prayed with me, who walked with me. My heart is overwhelmed that even though I'd initially thought I was all alone in a big church, the few people I already knew were the church. I love how God works. Another blessing along this journey was my precious parents, who of course were hurting for their daughter and came and helped me after my surgeries. And they started watching church online. They needed help, they needed hope. She says, I look forward to what God has in store for our families. We strive to step up and be the church better through our serving and loving others. I hope to have the pleasure of praising God one day, knowing I'm cancer free. I'm praying for wisdom and Jesus' leading as we strive to live like Jesus as best we're humanly able. Guys, we don't know what's gonna happen this year. But I wanna tell you the decisions you make now, the decisions you make now about your relationship with God, your relationship with others, they're gonna impact you and impact so many others. Decisions you make now, like being a part of, of a Bible study, a women's study, a men's study, a community group, finding other people in the church, finding a place to serve, finding a place to give back. You don't know what God's gonna do through you and in you. God's growing you. And I'm praying this is your best year yet as you grow in love, as you grow in love. You know, this morning at all of our campuses, we're gonna have the opportunity to share communion. And before we do, I just wanna pray for us. I wanna pray for you. And then we'll go live to all of our campuses and share communion together. So let me pray for us right now. Father God, we need you. God, in this world, we can feel so alone sometimes. We can wonder what it's really all about. Times are hard or difficult, but God, you are a God of love. You're a God of grace. God, you step into our hurt. You step into our pain. And you are present. And so, Father, I pray as we are at the beginning of this new year, that we would make a commitment to love you with all of our heart, with all of our soul, with all of our mind, God, that we would prioritize you this year. And I pray, God, that we would learn to love others, that we would just love radically, Father. It wouldn't be about us, it'd be about you. And so God, speak to us in this moment. Father, we come to your table today to dedicate this year to you. 
and to say, we wanna live a life of love. We wanna follow your example and we wanna live like Christ. In the name of Jesus, we pray, amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to our Rolling Hills Sermon Podcast, part of the Rolling Hills Podcast Network. If you like this podcast, you can subscribe to it, share it with your friends. You can also check out some of our other great podcasts like Making History Parenting, Men's Leadership Network, and RH Women's Podcast As You Go. If you're interested in learning more about Rolling Hills, download our app, follow us on social media, or visit our website at rollinghills.church. We are thankful for you.